check out his website. Check out his website at zenbitchclap.com. Uh, Paul, do you want to start with a with a reading? Yeah, sure. All right. Make sure everybody's muted here. All right. No. All right, I'm at the bottom of page 124. Uh, second paragraph, third paragraph, uh, just about halfway down, starting with showing. Or we could start at the start at the paragraph itself. So uh, starting with this, this painful, this painful past may be of infinite value to other families still struggling with their problems. We think each family which has been relieved owes something to those who have not. And when the occasion requires each member of it should be only too willing to bring former mistakes, no matter how grievous of their hiding places. Showing others who suffer how we were given help is the very thing which makes life seem so worthwhile to us now. Cling to the thought of that. In God's hands, the dark past is the greatest possession you have, the key to life and happiness for others. With it, you can avert death and misery for them. Yes. Can you hear me, Jacob? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. So, uh, Paul, alcoholic, thanks everybody for showing up. Yeah, this is obviously the spirit of passing it on and and the idea of service and to realize that uh, we're in the process of like the greatest recycling event where what we have deemed to be having of no value gets to be used greatly in the helping of others and in the helping of others we're helped. So the old idea is we have, we have it by giving it away. Now there's a statement in uh, AA I don't agree with, which is you have to have it to give it away. I believe if you're willing to give it away, you'll be ha you'll have it yeah? or you'll be had by it really. Yeah. So, it's just a different movement. I don't believe uh, that my experience doesn't tell me that I had alcoholism. It tells me alcoholism had me and the same thing with the idea of self. So yeah, this is about, obviously it's the family afterward and about how valuable what we deem to be uh, incredibly unvaluable uh, our life experiences and our failures and our successes can be in uh, showing others what's possible. And uh, it's just a beautiful movement, you know. I, I, again, I've been speaking to my nephew, my oldest sister's first son, and he's just got back into the program 24 days, I think, today. And uh, he's been calling me every day from Long Island, uh, where I grew up. And 
you know, I'm very happy he's taking advantage of, of this another possibility of maybe so that he can be done with this this slavery and and have a life before he's done you know before he passes away so uh yeah i'm incredibly honored and have a lot of gratitude towards uh recovery i think you learn a lot while you're in it obviously and sometimes you learn that you know, sometimes it's a disservice to people trying to help them stay away from their bottom, that their that bottom is going to be the necessary ingredient for a change to occur. So a lot of things uh, become more intimate uh, instead of so black and white. You know, a lot of times uh, the idea of doing service is being claimed by the head and you become a great service master and the bondage of self thrives in that situation. So, uh, yeah. Basically, the platform, again, is just this idea that there's an activity going on that seems to have a large amount of what we call our attention and interest involved with it. And that activity could be seen as a parasite constantly convincing or living from the being convinced that I am the parasite and there's a forgetting of all the possibilities the idea of a host would uh, provide and so the parasite has me basically neutralized by my act of being identified as it or its act of me at being identified as it I don't believe I'm doing that I believe there's an activity that's doing it that I take to be me. So, yeah, thanks. Um, thanks a lot. Thank you, Paul. Let's see, do we have any hands? No hands? So no hands as of yet. <clears throat> Uh, well, Jacob, I'll just say, you know, the, the platform here is based on the statement on page 64, being convinced, which means a present tense state, that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Not only concerning, you know, when we're doing the fourth step, but basically a statement of what's happened and is happening. There's a, we're being defeated by something foreign to us, and that's called self, by its manifestations through us or in our life. And the real underlying question is, how does it have so much carte blanche uh, entrance into all the affairs and the experiences of my life how can i how can something foreign constantly defeat me even though its hostility is revealed its its agenda is revealed its uh myopic view is revealed over and over again by any life run on self-will hardly being a success that self-centeredness is the root of the whatever 
this whole idea of self-centeredness means our whole life is centered on this idea of self and we're not one in a way. We're the us that it says so clearly. It says being convinced that self manifested in various ways has defeated us. They're two different things he speaks of. He talks about what's defeating us, which is self. It's not us defeating us. This is why I don't believe we manufacture our own misery or we're, we're the problem. I don't believe that. Because if we were the problem, Jesus, that seemingly hopeless state of mind and body would seem to be a hopeless state of mind and body. Quite a lot if I'm the problem. How am I going to get out of that if I'm it? But the beautiful news is I'm not it. Yeah? So we do all the steps. We do the inventory. We make amends. We take responsibility for a broad view of our role in things. But in time, we see something else's role in things. Yeah? And it's called, we call it self in recovery. Other place, other people call it something else in other groups. Yeah? But let's, say, let's go with the term self. And it's not an ego. It's the feeling of the one who has an ego. It's the feeling of the one that's always being implied and insinuated and referred back to and just historically assumed to be the case. Pictured as this body that has changed unbelievably. I don't look like I did six years ago. I definitely I don't look as like I did when I was a kid. So it's a stretch. It's a stretch to think that this this whole experience has been based on this one thing, this body called Paul. <laughs> I don't know. And I feel like a lot of things have taken me over, but not with the hostility or with the length, you know, or you know, the amount of time it has run the show and the hostility in its running the show is I've if I've been taken over many times, there's been nothing like the takeover of the hostility of alcoholism or addiction. <laughs> nothing, nothing close so far. So, uh, and in all its forms, you know, whatever vehicle it used, sex addiction or eating or drinking or drugs or fucking workaholic, whatever, there's a lot of forms it takes, but it's the manifestation of self that's defeating us through those forms, through those modalities, yeah? And therefore the defeat looks very similar, even though we got it there through different means. Maybe some people was drugs, some people was sex, some people was codependency, whatever, but the defeat looks quite similar in all the cases, yeah? Because we're not being defeated by all these individual unique uh, things. We're being defeated by one, sort of one parasitical movement, which its strategy is to convince us it's us, so that we don't see it as self. Because if you could see it as self from us, the possibility of being free from it would become available. It would be obvious for a second or two, and it would there would be like a landing, you know, on D-Day or something. There would be a landing on self-day, and then the, the, the battle would turn, yeah, because we would recognize I'm not that. 
instead of trying to be free as self, we would be free from self. And I think it's monumental because that direction change affects every step of the way after it. Every step of the way now is set by that direction. You're either, you know, you're either in the state of faith in finite self or the better way, which is faith in the infinite. Yeah. So, yeah, I just keep harping on it because that's the important point to me. It's not how, you know, there's experts on every sentence of every description of the steps. Yeah, that's, that's fine. But I hadn't heard a clear diagnosis of what actually is allowing self to defeat me over and over and over again. There must, because after a few defeats, you would probably surrender or, you know, do something to change the course of those defeats. Why is it over and over again, year after year, that there's an activity that seems to defeat us by its manifestations through us? I, I can't believe anything other would allow that to happen, which is the act of being identified as it. Yeah. If I keep taking manifestations of Stanley as mine, and I keep getting defeated by Stanley's manifestations, and I call them mine, I must be in the act of being identified as Stanley without knowing it. And the freedom wouldn't be managing the manifestations of Stanley. That would be the beginning when the fire is still going. But the freedom would be recognizing I'm not Stanley. Yeah? So, so I wouldn't be beholden to its manifestations. So I wouldn't call resentments mine. I would call it as a resentment. I would call it as fear, not my fear, not my resentment. You know, not my harms done to others, but harms done to others based on ignorance, based on a, a, a way of looking at things called self-centeredness, where I don't see how I'm going to affect others in the pursuit of what I wanted, and I don't seem to care. Yeah. So this is, this is for me, fundamental, and I felt it was the one thing lacking uh, in the program, a clear recognition of the exact nature of what's going on. Yeah, so thank you. <clears throat> thank you, Paul. Yeah, it seems so clear to me that the same, the same impetus for me to find relief in drugs and alcohol is the same relief that I was seeking to try to find stillness or peace or like, it, it just it hit me like a wave just now, like how much of my life was spent avoiding people or avoiding situations because of wanting peace or salvation for this, this me, like this me says in my head, I don't feel like it, or I don't want to do that, or I just want peace, or I just want to be away. But in fact, that, that thing inside me doesn't even feel like there's no feeling about it. It doesn't feel right. It's I, I don't feel like it. Well, it can't feel anyways. It's a false statement. I, there is no I, right? It's, it's yeah. so, it's so obvious. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of thrown aback. It's so obvious sometimes, but for some of us, it has to be pointed out. Yeah. 
for it to become obvious. <clears throat> the obviousness of it doesn't do as much good until it becomes obvious to us. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. to self, but to us. Yeah. And then maybe I had it. It was so clear, clear as day. This one day I was reading that how it works, and I had read it many, many times. And then I came upon that sentence, and this one time it was clear that self wasn't me. It, it was it was a, a, a name that was representing a foreign pathogen or a parasitical movement or a demonic possession, whatever you want to call it, but it was other, other than me, other than us, let's say. And as soon as that happened, the possibility of being free from it crystallized because that possibility had been crippled by the identification as the problem. So I was trying to be free as self without knowing it, which falls under the statement of self can't get out of self. I had no idea that that's what was most, the most of the activities that I was under was basically could be framed as trying of self trying to get out of self. I was trying to be free as self and I was trying to be free from self as self. So once that was noticed, it never was unnoticed. It just became a, a platform. And I started looking at the inventory process, especially in, in recovery in a different light. And I stopped calling resentment's mind. Yeah, I stopped calling. First of all, I think fear is off because it's mostly mental anxiety we're under that sort of triggers the emotional fear, the fear of the emotion of fear. But it's not, it's usually the emotion of fear is triggered by an apparent threat in your day. Yeah, not by thinking of next week. Yeah, I think that's, it's developed uh, an activity that can trigger or mimic fear, a reaction of fear, but not based on an apparent threat, based on mental activity usually out of what's not happening. That's incredible to me. Yeah, so, I mean, so I stopped calling shit that wasn't mine, mine. And I saw a huge difference over uh, quickly and very much over time. Yeah, and also you're not gonna do a fearless and thorough inventory on what you call yours. There's too much investment in saving your face or shit like that, yeah? The fearless and thorough inventory is more like a business inventory and you don't own the business. So you can go there and say, hey, those pants suck. You're not going to sell any of them. Yeah. So you can suddenly you can be fearless and thorough because you're doing an inventory, not of you. You're inventorying this foreign occupation, this foreign possession. Yeah. And you have such a clarity around it. Where the clarity ends is when what the with is with the identification as it. We don't have the clarity about that, or maybe hopefully we do. But I didn't see that it was a an, a basic understanding in the community, yeah. And uh, you know, no one sat me down and really explained that weird statement: "Self can't get out of self." Yeah. So I found. Uh, yeah. The light turned on in this one room, and I found that light in that one room really lights up the whole rest of the house. Yeah, 
So, uh, yeah. And, he, and there we are. That's why we're here, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> it took, it was like a pit bull. Something grabbed this Paul, and he, you know, I'd just been sharing it or being, I was, I've, I've, this has allowed it to be shared, let's say, because it just shows up. And uh, with the hopes that what this understanding has done in my life, it can possibly do in yours, yeah? So that we can all start traveling lighter and have a new basis. And that basis is reliance on a higher power, not on self. Yeah, by being clear, we're not that. Yeah. All right? Yeah. 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 It, it, and it's good to be here. Glad, uh, glad it all happened. It's all happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So we got a question from uh, Mike from UK, Mike O. Asking you to unmute, Mike. Hi, Paul. Good to see you. Thanks for you uh, for this platform. We've got a lot out of it. And um, got a question. I'm struggling with balance at the moment. Balance between work, AA and my recovery, and family. And sometimes I'll, I put AA first because I know if I don't put AA first, then I won't have the other two. But I find that it, when I'm working extremely long hours, and then I have the opportunity for some time off to spend time with my family. I get guilty. I get guilty because I feel that I should be working. And yet when I'm working, I feel that I should be with my family. And I have a lot of arguments with self, especially on my morning walks with my dogs. And then I feel basically I come to the conclusion, yes, it's all about balance. But then I felt guilty because I haven't actually spent more time with the family, but I know that I should be spending more time with AA. But I also need to work to provide for the family. It's almost like a, a, a merry-go-round. And just wondering if you'd had any, um, any reflections on that, please. Well, yes. I would... Uh surrender those uh those topics over to the higher power yes and let it bring you to a point of balance instead of you seeking balance you would have to know what balance is is to seek it and we don't yeah so we find out about balance by being put in it yeah and again so and also the thing that feels guilty isn't you it's just trying to pin it on you. Mm. See, the head talks as if it's you. And very, very, very rarely does it get questioned at that point. The you is taken and then you were you then you're concerned about all the worrying you're doing. Yes. Do you see it? Yeah. Yeah. The head when it's when it when it's uh, let's say lines show up in your in the play. It says you've been in this play the whole fucking time. Yeah, it's just incredible. So, and it's just a not, it's just like a very nonchalant assumption 
that, oh, of course it's Mike who's feeling guilty. No, it isn't. It's a head saying Mike's feeling guilty. Yes? Yes. This is the bondage of self. We, lit, we walk through a day listening to an interpretation of life based on the story of Mike. Yeah? And if you really look at it, sometimes the narration is from like 1983, you know, trying to be pasted over 2021. It's so freaking obvious. You're like on a loop. You know what I mean? You ever notice those, there's these radio channels that they have someone who speaks on it, but it's not like a live DJ. It's just a tape. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is tape. They have loop music and they have a loop sort of live DJ. <laughs> and it's a whole, it's a, and you're walking around and you're assuming, oh, I really like that DJ. I love to meet him. There's no fucking, there's a, he's not even close to the radio station. They just taped it and then he put it, patch it to the music and there you go. You know, this is what happens. So, so it isn't Mike that feels feels guilty and it isn't Mike that's looking for a balance it's taking that topic to to imply a mic you see so it says the topic of ma- of balance applies a mic all right so let's obsess over that topic and just like you said when it's it, it's at work it's thinking about the family when it's at the family it's thinking about the work you see it so it it's reason isn't doesn't make any sense because it switches ponies during the race yeah Yeah. if you're at work it says you should be more with your family if you're with your family you should be at work you don't see it it's insane yeah if the truth was you should be at work then it should have shut up when you're at work but there's no truth involved it just bounces from one to the other if you're in hawaii you're thinking about new jersey if you're in new jersey you're thinking about hawaii it doesn't want it doesn't it wants you to be in its mental here it doesn't want you to be here yeah so it can't it can't take you anywhere it can't erase the fact of this moment so what it does it disguises it with a lot of mental here which is mostly made out of what's not happening yeah so at the moment you're at work the family relation or being engaged with the family isn't happening you're at work yeah and then when you're with your family you're not at work yeah we can't even get that clear and then we want to start going off on philosophical metaphysical ideas we don't even recognize what's happening here and now i mean it's insane so yeah but yeah to me, it's always a mittens of powerlessness. Yeah, I wouldn't know what balance was if it ran me over. You know, basically, I've come to know it because it's happened in this life. Yes. Yeah. I recognized it because something brought it about. I didn't recognize it and drove there because <laughs> I would be extremely unbalanced about balance. Really. Yeah. So this is how this is the spirit of of the life you know, in reliance on something greater than self. I'm outmatched most of the time, and I'm in admittance of that, and then things work out. Yeah, they do. And it's obvious I had nothing to do with it. And that obviousness has been 
Maybe it was like a henna tattoo in the beginning. Now it's pure ink. It's just obvious I can't pull this shit off. <laughs> but something can. And I'll let it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. And in doing so, a lot's revealed. And in my case, mostly what's revealed is really not of me. It tells because it, it shows me what I'm not, and then I find out what I am. Instead of trying to find out what I am from what I'm not, the truth tells me what I'm not, and I find out what I am. Yeah, it just works better. So, yeah. So don't listen to, you know, it's not like you can't listen to it. There's a huge difference between hearing and listening. I hear the chatter, but actually I don't pick up many specific words anymore. It's just like a rumbling, like water going over rocks. I don't even, it switches topics, but I'm not following it. So it just, it makes like a sound, like a water fountain, in a way. In a way. I have no idea most of the time really what's being narrated it switches things so much it's just like a it's like a stumbling and a rumbling and a bumbling of incoherent it's like copy and paste incredibly first it's oh we're oh wait a minute no i should be in iceland oh <laughs> you know it just goes on and on yeah that's hearing it yeah the listening to it is sort of the bondage of self, yeah. Right. Yeah. If you're keenly listening to the head, <laughs> you're up the ass of self, so to speak. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. You're not, but it, that's sort of the experience. <laughs> so, and how can I stop listening to it? You can't. Yeah. That occurs by doing and not doing a lot of things. Yeah. And that doing and not doing on a broad level is put, is represented by the way of life or the design of living. And then there's a lot of nuance and intimacy and all that that will come about. Yeah. Yeah. But for the broad design of living, we found most of us here have found recovery, the recovery program, which is pretty damn sound. And then in that, there's a lot of room for improv, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But the one theme always stays in my view is that I'm not managerial quality for sure. That which is speaking up there is not managerial quality. Yeah. It's like a crazy. I told you, uh, you know, this whole idea of faith in the finite self. Let's I remember when I was in, going to do a talk up in Massachusetts in America, beautiful rural, rural area. We got there late. And, uh, you know, just no one's around. And suddenly we come near this railroad crossing and there's, a, there's a, all this excitement. The, side, the, the police lights are on and shit like that. So they stop us and they, we ask them what happened. And then they said, well, a lady was listening to her GPS and it had to turn right on the railroad tracks. And basically she had so much faith in the GPS even though she was hearing the undercarriage of her car fucking fall apart, she kept driving down the tracks because it, the GPS is saying, you're 50 feet from your destination. <laughs> that would be 
that would be faith in finite self. <laughs> That's a perfect demonstration of faith in finite self. Yeah, we're listening to this thing, and we're taking its, we're we're living out its conclusions, which are insane. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Faith, trust in the trusting in the infinite would have been, hey, <laughs> I gotta stop the car. <laughs> you know what I mean? You think the tracks are gonna run out? No, they're gonna go on for quite a while. You better stop the car. Yeah. So she had to get pulled out. It was a whole giant thing. <laughs> yeah. This is a crazy GPS. Yeah, it is. It has the oldest maps. <laughs> it doesn't get you anywhere. It used to get me to institution jails and death pretty well. That's pretty much, it knew, it knew how to get me there for sure. <laughs> get me to being right, yes. Vindictiveness, yes. Blaming others, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's all rooted in that, truly. And I don't know how it's going to change uh, the basis of where your attention and interest lies. I would hope a sober assessment of what it's like to be led by this thing has opened you up for a possibility of having that faith removed from self and then put into the infinite. Yeah, And knowing I can't make that happen or... I can't provide the transportation for that delivery. There's a surrender. There's an admittance that I can't pull off what I need to have pulled off, really. And then I rely on something greater than me. And I, uh, I hope it that seems to make me available and present for others, yes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Don't take this, see, the narration, see, the only difference in mine was yours, it would be Paul feeling guilty. See, it implies there's a feeling guilty, and it just gives, you know, when it downloads through you, it's framed as Mike, and when it downloads in me, it's framed as Paul. And it's like that identification as Paul and Mike that keeps you on the hook of the idea that you're guilty. Yes, you see it? Yeah. It's not unusual. Everyone's getting the same downloads. The only difference are nouns and, you know, yeah, but it's the same saying. You're at work. You're thinking you should be with your family. You're with your family. You should be at work. <laughs> That's what it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's funny if you're before it. Yeah, it's enslavement if you're after it. Yeah. So if you're taking yourself to be its idea of Mike, you're basically after it and you're prone to its effects, yeah? If, you're, if there's a sense of spirit, you're before it and now its effects don't get to you as much, yeah? Because you're before it. But if you're after it, it's all like if you're downwind, you're going to get hit with the shit. If you're up here, you won't, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone wants to stay in this position and have it different. It doesn't work out that way. If you're before thought, thought will lose the power it has when you're after thought. It will, yeah? Because you'll see it. You'll see thought from what you are instead of being what you are through thought. <laughs>
yeah you'll see thought from where from what you are it's different completely different really yeah and that's true we are before thought for sure yeah what allows thoughts to be noticed is us yeah we are the light that is allows thoughts to be noticed we are that light yeah without us there would be no thoughts obviously Yet we seem to be had by thoughts every day. Seem to be. It's not true. But the mic is the, is the representation of being had by thoughts. Paul is the representation of being had by thoughts. Yeah. 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 You know, this is why we talk about an AA, a spiritual condition. Basically, it's just not a mental condition. That's all. That's the, the important point of it. You know, give it another name. It doesn't matter. It's just really not a mental condition. Yeah. <laughs> the mental condition being so dominant is what gives us an interpretation where we don't see it to be any other way. That's all because of the dominance of the mental condition. When that gets diminished by living the life of recovery, which it does, yeah, then other conditions have some influence. They start to have stronger influence in your life, and basically, you respond better. You do. Whatever you are grows better in the pot and the soil and the light of recovery than it does in active addiction, yeah? Now, we can't move ourselves to that new pot, but we can open up to be moved to that new pot. Yeah, we can. By doing what? By admitting the first step, basically, and starting there. Hey, I'm powerless over this shit, and my life seems to be on my life's unmanageable. Now, you'll find that it's your managing it that makes unmanageable later, but that's, the, that's like the first salvo of relief is the first step, being clear about that. You admit it. Tell the truth. Yeah. And then you move to the second step and you observe now that you're going to, let's say, recovery, you haven't drank in five weeks. Fucking, I come to believe, I've come to believe that something is doing for me what I couldn't do for myself because I couldn't stay sober myself and now I'm five weeks sober. There you go. And then the third step is just a decision. Yeah. Based on, uh, your old employer's record that you, maybe it's best to sort of apply to be under a new employer. <laughs> Being all powerful, it will take care of you. And you've been taken care of terribly by the other one. So you'll be taken care of <laughs> by this new employer. If you stay close to it, you can't be far from everywhere and perform his works well. And who's going to define what his works are? They could be anything, yeah? And maybe you're doing a great job performing its works already. So maybe you've completed the agreement to be taken care of a day at a time. Hallelujah. Yeah? Now let's look at, because we can't make the, we can't fulfill the decision we've made. It's just a declaration. We have to do four through nine. We have to do the working steps to initiate that real change. We're bring, like bringing like the flesh and the blood into the third step spirit. Yeah, like 
feeling, yeah, that idea of surrender and feeling that you're taken care of, yeah, instead of feeling you're never going to be taken care of and you don't deserve it anyway, but feeling, yes, so now you do, why do we make a decision on the third step? Because we're already occupied by a other power, let's say a lower power called self, yeah? And it's not willing or it's never going to surrender to the higher power, yeah? We need to do certain things through four through nine that sort of makes it malleable enough, it that weakens it so that the higher power now has no real resistance. Yeah, even though you think you shouldn't be sober, you're still sober. Even though you said, I really wanted to get high, you didn't. Yeah, so now the game has changed. Yeah, a higher power now is involved and it's dominating the lower power. And that seemingly hopeless person now is recovered. Woo, hallelujah. And hopefully all that will motivate you to be of service to others and practice these principles in all your affairs as best you can. Realizing your best probably isn't that good. So surrender and see what happens. Yeah. And you live that agenda. Step 12. It becomes that you're in the habit of being sober. So you live like that. Yeah. And all sorts of amazing things happen along the way. And hopefully, hopefully, you finally got to the root of the problem and seen you're not that. Yeah. And see how the thought system supports being that, how your memories support being that, how this world supports being that, and you're not that. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you enjoy peace of mind. You feel that consciousness, that presence come through. You, all that stuff becomes intimate. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to go. Maybe it's nice to go to a beautiful place to feel peace. You feel peace wherever you are because you're of that peace. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, bro. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Michael. And we got a question from Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose from Ruby asking you to. Uh, Unmute. Hi, hon. Nice to see you, Ruby. Yeah, it's nice to see you too. Just checking in to say, gosh, I'm uh, so grateful for this opportunity to be with all of you and um, having someone be able to put words to things that have always, you call it the download, I, I also called it the download and they started at different ages, but I never had anyone to speak to that could um, find the comfort in these words and you just have such a way to put it into words. And I heard something the other day that you said that uh, someone had said to you, well, you know, I've been selfing for days. And then you said, oh, well, the only way to do that is with yourself. And I, I found that really interesting. Um, and I'm just, you know, it's just been whirling around in there because I, you, it appears that you can see when, when that's going on, but it, it really appeared as 
what's going on. And because um, I always, there was always um, more than a few things yakking away in there that, that I was aware of. Um, but I never knew what to do with it. And now it's kind of funny, like you said, when you get to that place where you watch it and you think, well, this is just the weirdest shit I've ever seen. And that is exactly what it is. And what has happened is um, three of the gals that I work with are, are open to these discussions and the laughter and the joy and the, the openness and the calm and the, 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 the peace that they have in their lives now from this. And, you know, you just can say a few words and everybody will just drop, drop it. And then, you know, we're in that free range. I used to call it free range humans like and then you said that and I I just have really uh enjoyed this and it's just brought uh just such gratitude into life I just wanted to thank you and and if you could just say a few things about that self selfing itself (laughs) yes well the thing is see selfing is a meant is mental activities yeah that's okay. what I that's what I mean by the term selfing. So there okay. is never a self and there's never been a self, but there's selfing. And in that selfing, when we listen to it without knowing certain things, the selfing imp- is used as a way of implying self. Yeah. Okay. So And then this, the, the implied self now believes it's the one that was selfing, you see? So the selfing is an activity. Something is derived by noticing that activity in a certain way. Now that's, uh, to go every, over every nut and bolt of that would be like a mechanical, mechanics illustrated. We'd, but let's just say, so there's this narration that we're a someone that's constantly being played there's never a someone that's displayed or completely articulated it's just an assumption underlying all the yapping so to speak and then we as the audience picture ourselves as that which is being implied by the narration yeah so Mm -hmm. suddenly you can you can learn about the narration and call it selfing but you may not see the product that gets produced, but people will call me and say, oh, I've been selfing all day. You see, that's exactly what the selfing is implying. There's a one, yeah? And in this case, it's it's so, actually it's a beautiful example because it's implied to the exact activity that's being used to imply the self. So now the self, says it's the one who's selfing. <laughs> so when you see that, uh, so when people call me, I say, well, that's basically the product of what we're attempting to talk about. You're now speaking from the product that was implied through the selfing. So uh, come back, grasshopper. No. <laughs> yeah, so it's like... Uh, so that's the idea of self can't get out of self 
we see we can see the selfing but we think we're seeing it as an aspect of self yeah yeah now the seeing of it's clear but how it gets in time how it gets interpreted isn't clear for many of us so the seeing of it is clear but then there's the idea of the seer that's surplants the seeing and now that's where the bondage lies so now the seer of self is an aspect of self that's not being seen <laughs> yeah okay yeah. so Good. so if you just take it and let it play out a little longer you'll see both aspects mm -hmm. if you just think mm -hmm. oh i now i've recognized i'm selfing and I should stop selfing. That's not it. Yeah. You saw the objectification <laughs> of self. You're not seeing the active subjectiveness of selfing. Yeah. Okay. As the claimer of the one who's doing everything. Yeah. 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 Good. So, see, the thing is, that's why I don't like, you know, we use the word self because it's in recovery, but I don't like the word self because it implies there's something already, self. And I don't believe that. I believe there's selfing that implies there's already a self, but there isn't already a self that's selfing, you see? Right. Yeah. Yes, I do. So we had it the other day, the other point with Mike. So the head is saying, is saying, it's having a feeling of guilty and how it's having it is as Mike. Yeah. But how it arrived there, it had to claim the feeling of guilt to imply the Mike. It wasn't, there wasn't an, a Mike there before the feeling of guilt. The Mike was arrived at by the claiming of the feeling and the feeling was given a name. Oh, it's a guilty feeling, which it may not be true anyway. Yeah. So yeah. in fact, the guilty feeling came up and then there was a claiming of that and then Mike was made and now Mike thinks it had the guilty feeling. That's, that's the mechanism of selfing. I can't put it any clearer. That's how it goes. No, that's it's, how it goes. it's excellent. Excellent. So if you can point it out over and over again, it gets through sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... Uh, There'll be a lot of revealed about self, but there's not much revealed about self can't get out of self. <laughs> That's a, you got to look at that. Yeah, that has to be a, that has to be a feeling of, uh, of distance in the mechanics of selfing. Yeah, when you can, mm -hmm. when you see it actually. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It doesn't mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, trigger and impliedness you're just not it that's all that's the only thing it means is it doesn't mean the selfing stops it doesn't it means no. the mission that can never be completed you don't start as if it's already completed you just it just hang it the selfing just dangles and sort of <laughs> momentum you know its momentum is when the imply that you're already a self gets delivered so if that doesn't get delivered you just see selfing as almost a, it's like an unrequited, uh, unfulfilled desire. It's just agitated. It just doesn't get, yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's mechanical. Mm -hmm. It is.
So why take it so personally? And it's nothing to do with volition. You did not, like my friend talks about recovery in a way I like. He says, you know, alcoholism is a fate, a fate uh, disease, not a dis volitional disease. Yeah. You have it or you don't have yeah. it. So a fate uh, ordained, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so in a way, the selfing is an aspect of the brain and how it organizes its interpretation. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, it's sort of like a movie with a soundtrack, but then suddenly the soundtrack totally dominates the movie. <laughs> That's the craziness. Yeah, it's all right to have a narration as I'm going to Italy, but not to, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't have to wait for the narration to tell me I'm in Italy. I, I'm aware I'm in Italy before its whole story about Paul being in Italy kicks off. You know what I mean? I'm here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think that's what's happened. People, the condition a lot of us are in, we are totally dependent on this idea of self. That we've gone to sleep about living and we've been put to sleep by an interpretation. Yeah. And, it, you know, sometimes the only way we wake up is from a, you know, a big incident a traumatic event or something you know what i mean something you know a near-death experience that's a little too much most of us can't fucking live through those things yeah we i mean to have mm -hmm. to have to go through an extreme fucking thing just to wake up for a second seems insane to me mm -hmm. I'm, i believe we're always awake yeah so i'm not looking for a major spiritual electrocution I'm just fucking, you know, trotting along dog shit awareness. <laughs> right. It's just, uh, you know, it may not be as exciting, but it's a whole, it's completely, completely much more reliable for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I find that six and seven has been, uh, just extremely, um, helpful in all of this when i don't yep. understand i just go there because yes. it didn't say what i was supposed to uh, offer up it didn't doesn't say how i'm how you know i i i i i i i sometimes i give that up yes well let's say you come into recovery you're like in a consequential level right your yeah. house is a mess if you have a house you're gonna have to get movers in and go to the dump and all this shit. yeah yeah. But as you continue, you're brought more into the blueprint room of how, you know, and you see the patterns of how self defeats you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Before yeah. the defeat, before the defeat. And it's much easier to remove like blueprints of a house than to remove a house. Yeah. <laughs> the blueprints aren't, yes, they're very light. Yeah. You're, you're not paying rent. You don't have a mortgage. Yeah. So you're not in it with that huge drive to get out of it, which is the bigger in of selfing. Yeah. Your life is pretty chilled now. So you can see shit before mm -hmm. they get to a, a construction, let's say. Yeah. 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 It's much easier to get out of a blueprint of a house than a house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, 
So you, that's why we do the inventories is to see the patterns of how self has defeated us so that we can recognize it before the defeat instead of after the defeat, which is a little late. Yeah. <laughs> hey, most of us come in after the defeat of self, yeah? The recovery. It's not before the defeat. It's after the defeat. Yeah, of this idea of self. But now recovery is rec- is seeing selfing before the defeat. Yeah. Yes. So that life things life takes a different turn. It goes in another direction. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. In other words, uh what you need, what needs to be changed, hasn't even taken a strong form yet. It's very difficult uh, to get out of a real problem. Yeah, it's not difficult to see you're not in something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, hon. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you, Ruby. Well, Paul, I don't see any more hands up. Oh, that's cool. I got a quick question, which is, it seems even the positive emotions, we, we often get in the way of our positive emotions by, by claiming them, yeah? Like, I'm feeling this, it's that, Sorry, I had it and then and then lost it. But it's it's uh it's along those same lines of of being sad or being fearful. But when the positive emotions even come up, we get in the way of those by by claiming them. Well, we don't claim them. The head claims them. Right, and right, right. The head claims them and puts it into the story, and that story has some legs. Then yes, it alters it. So, like in my story, when I f- was feeling good, my head would say. Uh, you're a fraud, they're going to find out. So the feeling good would be minimized very quickly. Mm-hmm. And if there was a possibility of feeling a little uncomfortable, it was basically saying that was the first step in a lifelong depression, you know. So the it was such an extreme contrast, it got to be noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when I was feeling great, it was being... Eh, contracted when I was feeling maybe a little uncomfortable, it was going to be elongated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, getting a sense of that was basically uh, the theme of the interpretive life. uh, You know, I'd like to beg out of that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, any bad feeling, I basically deserve it. Right. Every good feeling, I basically don't deserve it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty. <laughs> that's that's a. Yeah, you're not going to get a good hand at that poker table too much. You know, <laughs> a good hand's going to scare you more than a bad hand, really. <laughs> that's crazy, eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's slavery. Yeah. The interpretation becomes a, a form of slavery, yeah? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And therefore, <clears throat> well, it's all rooted in that statement on 53 without knowing it. Without knowing it, we don't have a chance, really. But with when we start to know it in the light of, let's say, recovery and bring it to step six and seven, things can be altered and changed, yes. Not by us, yeah, but by this power. We can say that power is us, but let's keep it in the AA way, a higher power, yeah. Mm -hmm. Something other than the mental activity, let's put it that way. So how the mental activity sees things is very, very myopic and very limited. You can see things from another view, like a win-win view, an inclusive view. This is what you grow into when there's a loss of interest in self as you stay in recovery. You start seeing win-win situations. You see it's not, a, it's not either or, it's inclusive. I can do this and I can do that. Yeah, it's not like I've got to do this and not that. You know what I mean? So you can start seeing the viewer that you're looking through gets more panoramic or more landscape than fucking myopic focus. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's not more seeing, but there's seeing more. Yeah. Yeah. More possibilities. And this is just an observation of an effects that you didn't set off. You didn't start. You've been under the influence of recovery, and this is some of the effects. Yeah. I don't know why, but uh, speed reading's coming to mind. Like the biggest obstacle in speed reading is subverbalizing and like talking to yourself in your head while you're reading. And the fact that mm -hmm. just seeing awareness, dog shit awareness, can understand what's on the page without us having to say it to ourselves is amazing it's yeah uh, yeah 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 some books you can go through in like 30 seconds yeah because <laughs> they're not saying much <laughs> others you love to stay slow like dostoevsky or someone sure sure yeah because that's incredible uh insight yes yeah 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 I like Dostoevsky. Here's a tough, what an incredible, you know, he's, I just heard that he dictated all his books, dictated. Oh, wow. Them. He didn't wow. even write them. Someone yeah. else wrote them. He dictated. That's incredible, man. Yeah. Awesome. I think same with Rumi. Yeah. Rumi as well. Yeah. He would uh, go into the spinning and his verse would come through and his, his scribes yeah. would write it down. Exactly. Yeah. Because Rumi had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Don't pin it on Rumi. <laughs> and on a much, much, much smaller scale, Paul has fucking nothing to do with it. Don't pin it on Paul. Yeah. We're just spinning. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, you were there for the 800 rotations. So there's something that comes out of it. And you can imply and intimacy with that whole dance, yeah? Because you've been under its influence. Mm -hmm. Something has moved through you, and the hose gets an intimation of it by its moving through, yeah? And, uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of the seeing, uh, 
Well, it really wasn't about changing anything. It was just seeing what was going on, really. Yeah. Wow. Underneath, yeah. See, there's certain levels that are more easily known than others. So there's the consequential level where you know something after it happened. Yes, that's a very slow level. Yeah. You know something after it happened. Then there's other levels where there's more speed in it where you can see something before it happens and then a lot of times it doesn't happen yeah and you get an intimation of your role here which is an incredible role yeah you are that which makes a, a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body to be hopeless state of mind and body the seemingly is that it it what the condition that comes after the seemingly is based on what's before the seemingly which is us yeah we see something and it appears to be true to us we see something and it appears not to be true to us we're it we're the final arbiter in a way yeah we're the dreaming of the dreaming that's incredible we are not we don't have a spiritual condition we we really are a spiritual condition yeah yeah and so the buck really stops where we are yeah that's where god abides that's where all these names that's where they are yeah and so you know you you the attention and interest going out goes back and then what goes back is just a big space you don't arrive paul is is like at mile 12 yeah you pass paul <laughs> way <laughs> and, and and you're not you're not there you know what i mean paul is just like a fucking sign on the highway like 12 miles from where it says you always start <laughs> it's just a it's a it's a geographical mistake you know what's before isn't of paul yeah paul is what's before isn't of thingness or flesh or yeah and there the lightness is supreme that's why like in the blueprint room everything's much lighter than in the manifestation room yeah you can get out of the drawings of a house a lot easier than getting out of a real house yeah, yeah. so where do you want to work at where do you want to work at do you want to have to be a life of heavy lifting and getting out of this and that and da da da, you know? Or do you want to see shit before it shows up? Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, you know, do I want to be a master of cleaning up messes, or do I want to live before messes need to be cleaned up? I would rather go the latter form. Yeah, because I'm a slacker at heart. <laughs> I don't want to have to do much shit. <laughs> see my role in it and you may not have to yeah yeah all right thanks bro thanks for the meeting today Absolutely. i'm going to say hello goodbye to everybody if i can uh kurt would like to chime in with one thing if oh yes kurt anytime kurt yes kurt asking you to unmute you still want to ask a question yeah there you go yeah i just wanted to drop this you know i i was talking to a guy the other day this is kind of i i think what you're you're pointing to is he was i said what are you doing you know in the morning he was newly sober 
So I asked God to keep me sober. And I said, well, stop doing that. And he said, well, why would I do that? And I said, because you're already sober. I said, why don't you just recognize what's happening right now? And instead of asking to, for him to keep you sober, why don't you say thank you? Just say thank you. So just recognize what's already happening, right? Yes. So that's all. I just want to throw that out there. Yes, we've had this here, the famous uh, Jono event, where I think it was yeah, Jono. I thought of that. I thought of that, yeah. He was praying. He was doing the third step prayer, or please relieve me of the bondage of self. But at that point, the prayer was actually hiding the fact that he had been relieved from the bondage of self because he was he was over he was bypassing a present tense state with the hopes of a future state yeah and that was a very clear clear scene yeah so this is what happens yes like people would always ask me how many meetings should i attend i go this one you know the one you're at right now don't worry about the 89 later but this this one would be helpful yeah pay attention so it's that it's that type type of simplicity, yeah, 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 yeah. And a lot of people aren't in the recognition that they're sober because they're still living the narration that they they are in a sober person while they're sober. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, but hey, you know, man. The easiest thing can seem to be super hard which is the recognition of here and now, you know? I mean, we're meeting it six ways, five ways, hearing, seeing, feeling, tasting, touching, and another way, thinking about it. You would think that would override the, the machinations of the mental state and what's not happening, which can only occur in one way, but the one way being so dominant overrides the six ways, yeah? And now, here and now seems to be a possibility we may only arrive at by doing incredible efforting and work on our spiritual or other condition, where in fact, that's the basis of all basis here and now. There's nothing ever happens outside of that. Yeah. And so <laughs> you're a citizen of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not a wannabe citizen. You are a citizen. Yeah. This is, you are of the fourth dimension. You're being rocketed to the fourth dimension is really a narration from the third dimension. You are of the fourth dimension. And you're on a work visa or a vacation visa in the third dimension. <laughs> All right. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Good seeing you, buddy. Good seeing you. Get me down there soon. Let's go down. All right. Yeah. Work on that. I'd like to come down there. Be great. All right, let me say goodbye, hello to everyone, goodbye, whatever. We've got Michael, thank you, Michael, from the UK. Tommy, yes. We got Paul, nice to see you, Paul. He's coming out with the shirts, all right. Fucking, it's going to be a whipping, but hey, don't start tripping. It's going to be a whipping. You're going to, yeah, you're going to be stripping. <laughs> before next Thursday. All right, we got Mike, we got Mike Z, the backbone of uh, Zen Bitslap. Sometimes I think I should be concerned about that, but I just let it go. We got Helen, Helen C from North, North England. All right, Helen, 
Yes. Yes. All right. We got Nan. Nice to see you, Nan. Nan, short for Nanette. I like that. Thank you. We got Joseph C. from France. Nice to see you, Joseph, as always. We got Connor from Dublin. Nice to see you there. Yes. We've got uh, Ruby from Wichita. Uh, let's see. We got John Farr. No. it's What is this? It says Julie Farr. What happened? Oh, that was a quick transition. All right. Julie Farr. Uh, <laughs> we got Jill. Nice to see you, Jill. Thank you for your donations. Everyone's donations. And if you haven't donated, it's never too late yeah, to donate. <laughs> we got Tom Hudak H. Nice to see you, Tom. Hopefully it's getting warmer over there. Yeah, a little bit. Good. We got Walter. Walter, the brother from another mother. Jacob. Nice to see you. Nice job, Jacob. Thank you for taking so much so such good care of us at this at the zoom yes we got owen nice to see owen yeah he just puts irish there 100 percent irish there you go <laughs> that could be a curse i don't know i don't know if that's the greatest uh condition <laughs> i've had that and it hasn't worked out that well but <laughs> whatever <laughs> All right, Alex, nice to see you, Alex. Always a pleasure. Yeah. The hair is going off, Alex, eh? Yeah. Pretty good, pretty cool. I try to get the, I get my hair, try to get my hair to look like that before the talks. Yeah, yeah. We got Stefan on Having Never Left. Nice to see you, Stefan. Rich A, with his lovely counterpart, with a, Nice to see her. She, oh, yeah, there she, oh, wait a minute. All right, there you go. See you guys. We got uh, Gabe. Nice to see you, Gabe. Yeah. Gabe's at work, I think. No? <laughs> Thank you, Gabe. Always a pleasure, man. Stay sober. We got Carl. Nice to see you, Carl. Uh, Leah. Nice to see you. Leah is getting a little warmer, I guess. Eh? A little bit? Oh, that's good. We got Benjamin. There he is. He's uh, yeah, he's from the Zen Bitch Slap motorcycle gang. He's coming in. Yeah. <laughs> we got uh, Tanya. Oh, Tanya had such a lovely share. I'm happy to see things unwinding out there. That's great. We got Oliver from Berlin. Thank you, Oliver, for, for having me at that, that uh, talk uh, meeting. Thank you. We got Michael S. from Madeira. Yeah. Kristen. Uh, we got Malcolm. Oh, Malcolm. Malcolm in, not in the middle. We got Maggie. Always a pleasure to see the picture of Maggie there. Uh, and that's about it. Let's see. No. There's some more. Yeah, well, listen, thank you. Thank you so much for today. We'll be around tomorrow night, Thursday and Saturday. And uh, hopefully we'll start. Maybe we'll have a live meeting Saturday at the house, Mike. Eh? 
It's Memorial Week, but whatever. We'll talk. All right, thanks, everyone. See you. Bye-bye. Do I ask everybody to unmute or can they unmute right now? Hold on, I'll change the settings. Is that under security? Yes, yes. Yeah, I got it. There you okay. go. Hey, what's going on? What's up, Gabe? Are we still recording? Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah, Mike.